Money. It affects our everyday life. But how do we make more of it? Manage it. And make sure we make the most of our money. Welcome to Money Mindful, a podcast to teach and support you as you learn to manage your money. Hello and welcome to the Money Mindful podcast. I am your host, Megan Jean Smith. I'm a money mindset and life coach for women. I help entrepreneurial women create their money and life goals. So great to have you here with me on the show. I have an awesome guest joining me today. Uh, But before we get into that, I wanted to tell you a couple of things. I want to invite you deeper into my world, and there are a few ways that you can do that. So if you want to hang out with me outside of the podcast, you can come to Instagram. My handle is Megan J. Smith. I think it's at Megan J. Smith. Come and hang out with me there. I do like impromptu lives and give you different content on there that I don't do on the podcast. And I also have a three-day video training that you can access on my website, and this will help you create your money and life goals by showing you a pathway to do it in a way that's unique to you and your goals. So when you sign up for the free training, you also get put on my email list, which is a beautiful thing. I send out weekly emails with messages and info that will help you create your money and life goals. So Speaking of money and life goals, because that's what I pretty much do on every single one of these episodes, one of the four pillars I help my clients with is becoming more you. Because to be successful in creating our money and life goals requires that we connect with ourselves, like step into who we want to be, step into being or embodying, if you will, the woman who creates the life that we desire, right? So a couple of weeks back, I did an episode on big vagina energy. Yep. (laughs) I've never said vagina so many times in one episode, but it was about a month back. And I mentioned a story of how the episode came about. So it was inspired by a short interaction that I had with one of my amazing colleagues, Alana Schramm. So today I have her on the show to elaborate more on big vagina energy. Um, If you missed that story, go back and listen to the episode. It's called uh, What is BV Energy and how does it help you create your money and life goals? I think that's what it was called. Anyway, it's just a few episodes back. So Alana is an intuition and subconscious mindset coach. She helps her clients create the internal safety to show up in the world as their most badass selves. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today because that totally relates to big vagina energy. So I am freaking thrilled to have you here today, Alana. Welcome. I am so excited also, as you can hear. (laughs) (laughs) That was a big intro. I don't usually sort of go on that much, but uh, this is a big topic, right? Like becoming more you, like this is big. And it's something that a few years ago, quite frankly, I don't even think I would have understood what we're talking about today, like tapping into really being our authentic selves, like really listening to our own voice, really being in tune with who we are. And I think it is so important to just living our best life, right? Like really tapping into like ourselves at our soul, at our core. So I'm just... Yeah, I just want to talk about all the things and I I know you're the perfect person to talk to about this topic. So do you want to start by just giving us a little spiel, like tell my audience about you and what you do because they're going to want to know about you. Yeah, totally. So first of all, I I can't go on without commenting on what you just said, which was so brilliant. Um, Yeah, learning how to become yourself is really everything. I mean, without being too emphatic, it's 
literally everything. I mean, what is the purpose of your life if not to become more you and to make all of the things, all of the container that you put yourself in, whether it's your business or your relationships or whatever it may be, a beautiful reflection or a safe place for you to just be yourself. That is like a worthy life, I think, or like at least an amazingly fun one. Um, So yeah, what I do is exactly that. Um, helping my clients become more of who they are, um, which sounds like this super amazing journey with butterflies and all of the things, which it totally is also. Um, But there's the other side of it, which is creating the internal safety so that all of that can come up because um, becoming more of who you are also requires having the emotional support that that you create within yourself um, to allow all of the feelings that come along with taking up that space, right? Whether it's fear of being judged or um, rejection or, or all, or, or even like the traumas that we have from, from growing up um, all of those things or the conditioning that we have that keeps us sort of in a box of who we're supposed to be. Um, And so deviating from that box can feel extremely dangerous to the nervous system. So being able to hold that and gently and lovingly support ourselves through that journey is um, an amazing, powerful skill to have. So that's what I help my clients do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And when you were saying that, I, cause I'm going to call this episode unleashing becoming more you. And I went and looked up the dictionary meaning to unleashing. Cause that's what I feel like this is like a, an unleashing. And it said, um, this was the Webster dictionary, I think, uh, to free from, or as if from a leash, let loose, unleash the dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, see like what this made me think about was we grow up in like what you were just saying, like this container, like this cage, like or on a leash of how we're supposed to be, right? Like how we're supposed to look, how we're supposed to behave, um, all the things we're supposed to do, like where we're supposed to work or how we're supposed to show up or I mean, there's so many different ways that we could look at this. And I mean, I think maybe a good place to to, uh, introduce it, Alana, would be talking about image, like the way that we look. Like we were just talking off air about how, um, you know, I applied for this job once that I went for and I was dressing exactly how I thought that I was supposed to dress for that job and how that just actually totally wasn't even me. Like, I don't even look good in pastel corporate clothes. Like, that's not me, right? Like, I look oh my good. Gosh. I look good in animal we want print, pictures. right? Like, I look good in more fierce, strong things because that's who I am. I'm a fierce, strong woman. And when I wear, like, pastel corporate-looking office clothes, I'm dulling myself down in a way. And listen, there's nothing wrong with corporate pastel clothes. In fact, one of my best mates looks amazing in those clothes and it's totally her, right? And so this is not about like there's a certain way to dress or not a certain way to dress, but it's about what is right for you as the individual and how we, yeah, constrain ourselves, like put ourselves on a leash. And so we, we need to unleash. I mean, I feel like I've been unleashing. And if you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you would be picking that up, right? Like listening from a few years ago when I started to now, I mean, I've changed. I'm not the same person I have unleashed and, uh, I am tapping into my big vagina energy, but let's talk about that, Alana. Like let's see how many times we can say vagina on this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to practice because I, I kept saying BVE yeah, yeah, um, yeah. for shorthand, but like, yeah, I can <laughs> vagina, vagina, vagina. Okay. Got it. It's like <laughs> tongue twister sort of. <laughs> um, yeah, totally. Um, it's so interesting, right? Like on the surface, it can look really frivolous or superficial, like, oh, oh, whatever you're wearing, like that's so impactful, but it's, it, it actually really is because like you're saying when you're when you're wearing something, I mean, something as simple as like in the realm of clothes, let's say when you're wearing something that doesn't match your energy, it's sudden like that 
incongruence, you can feel that energetically, right? You're like wearing these clothes that are too tight, for example, and then you just feel kind of awkward in your skin. And then you're bringing that awkwardness into your interactions. And conversely, when you allow yourself to align with what really feels like you, it's like it amplifies um, the original energy. Like what there's, there's a term which would have been good to, to look up before this podcast, but um, there's a term for when you hit um, like a tuning fork and then you bring another tuning fork closer to that tuning fork. And if they both have the same frequencies, then they both vibrate um, more emphatic. Alignment. What's the word? More, more like they've more, I guess they just vibrate more. Um, and it's, it is like that with clothes too, when you're wearing them and you align with who, what your energy actually is, you show up as more you, which then allows you to go and do more things, right? More things that actually feel like they're the things you want to be doing. And so when you're doing them, it creates so much more fulfillment in your life versus trying super hard to do something that isn't even what you want to be doing. Even if you get so far at the end, it's, it's like, what was this all for? There's no, there's none of the fulfillment that you were looking for because it never was the thing that was truly aligned to you. So something as simple as wearing the clothes that make you feel more you has enormous impact on all of the parts of your life. And not only your own life, but everybody else's, you know, I remember one of my clients who my former clients, oh my God, she's gorgeous. And she really loved bright clothes, but she wasn't wearing bright clothes. And then she like, because we were coaching together and she was becoming more comfortable with who she was. And so she started wearing bright clothes to work and she said, you know, I've never, like, I'm getting so many compliments and, you know, like she's like, when you shine your light, like it shines on other people. Like we create space, I think for other people as well to be themselves. Like, what do you, what do you think about that, Alana? Yeah, I love, I love that so much. And it's totally true, right? Like when, when, when you see somebody else allowing themselves to be more of who they are, you're, you're not necessarily like, oh my gosh, I love your clothes. Like I want to wear those exact clothes. You're just attracted to them allowing themselves to be more of who they are, which then gives you permission to be like, oh, maybe I can do something like that too. Maybe like I, I, um, (laughs) my style is more like, I'm going to wear lingerie as my, my shirt. Um, And I have clients who that's not their style at all. And they're not trying to wear lingerie for their tops. That doesn't feel alignment for them. Um, But it definitely creates this atmosphere of like, oh, whatever you want to do, that's allowed and that's accepted. And then this culture of acceptance of the self and acceptance of others then just permeates and expands. Yeah, way beyond just this is just me for myself in my room in the dark, which like maybe we want to start there and create safety first. But yeah, it definitely has an impact on others. And I, I love that you brought that up. Okay. We, we have to come back to the safety aspect. Okay. Because I think there's going to be a lot of people who are listening who are like, what the actual fuck are they talking about? So we're going <laughs> to circle back to that. Okay. Um, but yes, I absolutely agree because I'm, I'm going to paint a picture for you listening right now. So Alana, I'm looking at Alana. She's got a gray fur shawl on and then underneath she's wearing some kind of underwear thing that I can see. There's lots of skin. It's beautiful. And she's also got this incredible blue makeup on. She's got blue, blue under her eyes and then orange. Hello, orange, like above her eyes. And then her nails are insane. I don't even know how to start describing them. They're all different patterns and they're really long. And I can just tell you right now, you would never, like, you won't see me ever wearing what Alana is wearing right now. I would look fucking ridiculous. But Alana just, is it's perfect, right? Like you're really just oozing Alana-ness, right? And I think that creates safety for me. Like I feel safe around you because I feel like I'm really connecting with you, right? Like who you are and there's an honesty in that. And, um, you know, like when you get around people who are people pleasers and they don't want to offend anyone 
and for me, just personally, I, f- I feel unsafe around people like that because I'm like, oh my gosh, are they just saying or behaving this way because they're trying to please me? But actually, I don't like there's a dishonesty about it. And um, yeah, we didn't really sort of like, I didn't know where this was going to go in this direction, but there's something that definitely creates safety for me being around people who are really shining their light of who they are authentically. And that doesn't mean I have to be anything like them, but I feel, yeah, safe. What do you, what mm-hmm. I, where, tell me, what are you thinking? Oh my gosh. That's so, you know, it's so interesting that you brought that up because I am definitely a recovering people pleaser. And when I look back at sort of where I was before, I think like my, my clothing also was reflective of where I was in my people pleasing tendencies, like super, I mean, conformist, that's such a vague word, but um, yeah, I mean, I definitely had more of like a corporate sort of look with the button down shirts. And, and I mean, sometimes I still want to wear that, but I, I think the thing was that I felt that there was something else under there. Like I wanted to be more colorful and to express myself in a different way and to wear things that were a little bit more showy. Um, also, I want to just say that it's not real fur. It's, it's like fake fur just for the, <laughs> for the record. Um, but yeah, like I wanted to be more showy, but it felt like that's going to offend people or that's going to make people not like me or that people are going to think, oh, she's just trying to take all the attention away or even that I was going to attract male attention, which I didn't want or any kind of um, situation where people weren't going to like me. I didn't like that as a people pleaser. And so I would just wear what felt like a safe thing to do so that I wouldn't have to ever deal with people showing me that they didn't like me, at least through the clothes. That's super interesting. That like subconscious, um, yeah, that subconsciously that was even showing up in the way that I was wearing clothes for the people pleasing. Yeah. And as I've like, let that go and done all of this, this healing work and all of this releasing of all of the, the negative feelings surrounding that, um, yeah, it has felt more safe to then take up that space and lean into my big vagina energy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. For sure let's, connection. Okay. Let me just say, so big vagina energy. So I did a whole episode on it, but just the urban dictionary version of that is it's the counterpart counterpart. Is that the right word? It's the, the female equivalent of the big dick energy. The, the male one. And basically it's knowing what you want and allowing yourself to have it basically. And I think this is just hundred percent what we're talking about. It's like knowing who we are and then allowing ourselves to be that person and have what we want in our life. And uh, I think to do that requires safety. And so let's go in and talk about that. Like what we're talking about when we, when we, when we're talking about safety, what, tell me. Yeah. So I think like the first, like the first, the first thing right off the bat is probably there might be people thinking like, oh, but I don't even know what I want. I don't even, I don't, I mean, I I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm doing what I want already. I mean, this is it like sort of like an, not knowing what that could be like, or perhaps there's like a feeling of there's something more, but I don't know what that is. And I think that is a symptom. If there's a feeling of there's more, but I don't know, that's a symptom of subconsciously, I haven't created safety for myself. Right. Because let's say, for example, like in my case, it's, oh, I want to, I want to wear something a little bit sexier or sexier than the conventional norms of the society that I live in. So if I wear a sexy lingerie top out on the street, um, what would come up for me would be as expected, like, oh my gosh, this is really scary. People are going to judge me. People are going to think like, who the hell does she think she is? What's wrong with her? Is she create all of that is, well, was, like, is, was extremely terrifying. And so if my desire brings up all of these fears, then I'm going to view my desire as kind of an unsafe thing and try to push it away. And if we've done that enough, then maybe the desire never comes up at all, or it comes up only in very like 
specific circumstances. So perhaps the areas in your life where you feel a lot of alignment, you feel a lot of flow, you feel a lot of you-ness come up, you've created mental safety for those for those areas. And so therefore your, your, your being is showing you all of the areas of like, oh, we could try this hobby or we could try this thing or we could do that because it's felt safe. Um, so bringing it back to, let's say the clothes in my case, it hadn't really felt safe for me to express myself in those ways. And so that part was shut down. And so when I started doing this work of investigating what was there, I realized like all of the feelings coming up and all of the thoughts that I had around what are people going to think of me were really centered around being rejected by others and also like my own like physical safety as it relates to unwanted attention from men. Um, And so the skill that I needed in order to know what my desires were or to hear my desires was to let myself feel what those feelings were and gently hold space for myself. So it wasn't like, oh, I want to wear sexy lingerie out on the streets. I'm going to do it. And it doesn't matter what happens. Like, let's just do it. It's a very sort of masculine energy way of doing things, sort of like that hustly vibe. And that just created more unsafety for me and more danger. And so instead it was kind of recognizing, oh, I want to do this thing. Oh, it feels really scary. Okay. Let me just sit here with the fear and I don't need to do anything. I just need to acknowledge that this is here and sort of bring my nervous system back to a more um, grounded place. And then the fear would never completely go away because doing anything new was going to create fear. Um, But when it was at this more manageable place and I had my back, my nervous system could tell that I had my back because I hadn't forced myself, though I knew then I was able to take those actions when it felt like I had my own consent. And so the work of safety is the work of consent. Asking yourself what feels safe and correct for you in this moment. And even if there's an overarching desire of X, Y, Z, we can take steps to, to that place just because this is the thing we want. Doesn't mean we force ourselves with no regard for our well-being. Um, It's about creating a partnership with our, nervous systems and with our internal like sensations with the feelings that come up so that we can trust ourselves. And so then we can take action from this really loving, gentle, supportive place. Um, And then because we've taken this action and we've created all of this safety and we have our own box, then it feels safe subconsciously for ourselves to release even more of those desires. Like, oh, these desires are not being met with force. They're not being met with rejection. Oh, maybe it's safe to bring up more. And so the more work that I've done, and I've done a lot of work just on my physical appearance because that has felt like a safer quote unquote place for my brain than like, let's say my business, um, which I have been doing more work on since having done all of the physical appearance stuff. But um, yeah, now it's like, I get so many ideas of things. I was like, oh, maybe I'll bleach my hair. (laughs) That came to me this morning. Like, maybe I feel like I might bleach my hair soon. Uh, But yeah, all of these crazy ideas keep coming up and um, they're, they're coming up so much more faster, like unleashed because they know that they're going to be met with my own respect and my own kindness. So hopefully that answers the question. Yeah. And while you were talking and you were saying that one of the things that didn't create safety for you is like the fear of being rejected. And I think that most people, Alana, can relate to this, you know, like, I mean, you've only got to go back to high school. um, just you can tap right into reading ground of trauma yeah a fear of rejection but we carry that through you know into adulthood We're, we're grown up adults living our own lives you know we're not living with our parents we're not in high school and yet we're still so fearful of other people's rejections but what that actually happened what I think that actually causes though is we end up rejecting ourselves. Like we just walk through life. We're rejecting who we actually want to be. And that's the connection with me for the, for, for the unleashing, because when you finally heal your relationship with yourself and you actually tap into who you want to be and stand in that power of who you are, like that's big vagina energy, but like really being like, this is me and I like me. 
right? And um, I've got my own back. Like mm-hmm. I'm my own safety net, right? Because I'm creating the mattress underneath me or the safety net. So I can just go out and do whatever. And it doesn't matter if I get rejected by others because I'm not actually rejecting myself. So I don't need, I mean, listen, and I'm not suggesting that it's not nice to have other people like you and have other people supporting you, of course. And I also don't enjoy like getting the vibe when people don't like me, right? Like that's not fun. Um, but, But I'm so much more freer to just be myself now because I've got my own back and I've created that safety because I'm not rejecting myself. And this is how it relates to creating like a big, delicious, juicy life where you're creating your money and life goals because you can't help but gravitate towards the life that you want when you're letting yourself be who you want to be. Right. I mean, the more that I've accepted who I am and just really leaned in to being who I am, the more happy I am, right? Like I'm quite joyous a lot of the time. That doesn't mean I don't experience negative emotion. I do, but I have a great life because I'm doing what I want to fucking do. (laughs) It makes sense. And I'm doing it in a way that is me, right? It's not you know, that person over there, it's not my peer group, it's not my parents, it's not, um, I don't know, significant people who've been in my life, it's not my workplace employer or, or any of that. It's like, this is me, this is who I am. And as soon as you start tapping into that energy, at first, I think it can be very scary because it's sort of like, oh my gosh, what if I'm rejected? It's like, you've got the spotlight shining on you. But the more that you lean into that, the more I find that I'm attracting people into my life who are just really high vibe. They're totally on my wavelength. I'm able to make decisions really quickly. Like this podcast, like we like organize this in two seconds. Like we were like, oh yeah, podcast. Yes. Let's do it. Like it just happened, right? It was so aligned. And then things in my business have just been blowing up because I'm just being me. Like I'm not trying to be anybody else. And there's, uh, it takes courage, I think, to initially instigate that. But once you're in that big vagina energy, I think you can't go back. Like there's no other way now. Like Mm -hmm. it's like you've taken the, what is it on the matrix? Like the green or red pill, whatever you've taken, whatever the one is that that you're sort of like, (laughs) oh, this is what's happening. And yeah, you can't look back. Yeah, totally. And I think it's, and I think it's also like this process where you go deeper and deeper, right? Like there's the, there's like, there's many unleashings. There's like this, this level of unleashing. And then your subconscious is like, oh, this is safe to do. Okay. Well, what about this deeper desire? And then it's like the fear comes up and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get rejected. And oh my gosh, and all of that. And then you learn how to create safety for yourself to experience all of that so that that part can be released to make room for the thing, the desire, right? And then in the desire and in the doing of the desire or the um, manifesting of the desire, then there's like all of this amazing joy and this amazing like fulfillment and all of that opens up. And then you're like, living this amazing life. And then it's like more desire, the deeper thing comes up. And then it's like, there's fear around that one. And then there's making safety and then there's more joy. And then it's like this perpetual cycle where you create more safety and more of the desire comes up and then there's more safety and then more of the desire comes up and then deeper and deeper. And that's how you become more and more you is removing the the surface layers of protection that's of subconscious safety that have been that you've placed onto yourself because that was what felt the safe thing up until that moment and I think what's so the one of the most um the, the the big one of the biggest works that I do with my clients is on using negative emotions as benevolent allies and not as these things that like oh 50, it's just the 50 50 that oh well this is just part of life but really these amazing cues that, oh, now I'm ready to go into the next layer deeper rather than, oh, I'm just functioning on this paradigm. And then when a negative emotion comes up, it's like, oh, this paradigm of whatever, let's say like 
me versus them. Maybe that paradigm was super helpful, but then all of a sudden there's this negative energy around it, this like anger at something. Then it's like, oh, actually this paradigm no longer works for me and I'm ready for the next thing. Um, so yeah, big vagina energy is like an energy and it's also a, a process where this energy gets even bigger and bigger as you go deeper and deeper with yourself. I think that's a key phrase you just said for, said then it's like this no longer works for me because you know I want to really make sure that you listening right now please don't make yourself wrong for anything that we're talking about today like if you're conforming in your job or showing up in a way that maybe some little light bulbs are going off you, don't please don't interpret this as that there's anything wrong with you because there's not, because at some stage in our life, at some point conforming and doing what everybody else was doing did keep us safe. I mean, when we were kids, like we were literally reliant on our parents, right? I mean, if we went against what our parents did when we were kids, that could mean the difference between life or death as a child. So, you know, it makes total sense that we grow up being um, these beings who are looking to outside sources, who are looking outside of ourselves to learn how am I supposed to be behaving? How am I supposed to be dressing? What religion am I supposed to be in or, you know, like all the things that our parents and our teachers and our community tells us that this is how you're supposed to be. And if you're not like that, you will be rejected because you're going against your family and your community. And, and so it, I think that tapping into this big vagina energy, what we're talking about, like being your authentic self also requires having some real compassion and love and patience with yourself that, you know, like it is an evolving, like what you were saying, Alana, like there's different levels of unleashing and and you can just go at the pace that's right for you. Like maybe the first thing, if we take it back to like image, it might be that, you know, you, you're, you wear crazy bright neon nail polish and you've never done that before because you always wear nude nail polish because that's what you're supposed to do in your workplace. And it's just like a tiny little like step, but it's like, uh, yeah, I think with this kind of work, you really have to meet yourself where you are and mm-hmm. where, you, where you are right now is actually right where you're supposed to be and there's nothing wrong with where you are. Um, and Alana and I, we've been around the block a few times also. Like let me just say, like we're both experienced <laughs> coaches and have done a lot of this work. So I, I kind of just felt like that's important to say because it can – I think it can be a bit like, oh my gosh, I'm not living my life and there's something wrong with me. And yeah. I'm, you know, but it, that's not the case. Like, it's really about starting with also asking yourself like good quality questions. Like, do I like this? Like if I was to buy this again, for instance, would I buy it again? Right? Like when I look at this, does it light me up? I mean, it's simple thing. And this is how simple it can be my dog's dog bowls were bright pink and one was sort of like this aluminium or whatever. And I didn't like them. And I looked at them every day and I just really didn't like them. And I was like, you know what? That's not me. I don't want to look at, I mean, I know that's an external thing, but I was like, I don't want to put up with this anymore. Like this is not something I would buy again. I want a beautiful ceramic bowl for my dog to eat her food out of. And I want a really beautiful, big ceramic water bowl for her because every day when I look towards the back door, I see it and I want it to look nice. And so I'm going to do that because that's what I want to create in my life. Like it's a real kind of being the authority of your own life, like being the author of your own book, right? Like if you imagine your life is your book and you are the author and it, if somewhere along the lines that you wrote in that you have a hideous bright pink dog bowl and you get to like rub that out and rewrite, like you're the author. We're totally attacking this from all different angles. Oh my gosh, this is so good. It's so funny because I'm like so into the bright pink um, 
dog bowl, which I think just like proves the point, right? Like it's never about the external thing of like, oh, you need to wear sexy clothes or you need to wear like bright color, whatever the thing is, right? It's like, it's not about that. It's about your own relationship with the things that come up for you, right? Like the bowl doesn't match my energy and it's safe now to buy a new bowl. And I love what you were talking about with the compassion and the understanding, because that always is the first step, right? Like whenever we're moving from one paradigm or way of being to another, there's always, we can't just like jump from one to the other. It's because that's kind of traumatizing to a nervous system, right? It's like, we're doing it this way. And then all of a sudden it's like, we've only ever lived in like very cold Arctic temperatures. And then all of a sudden we're just going to like all of a sudden live in super hot desert. Like, uh, I know deserts are cold in the evening, but whatever, like tropical, tropical weather. It's like, that's really unsafe really for the body, for the mind. Um, and instead it's like, the way to bring ourselves from one place to the other is understanding, okay, why did I choose this in the first place? If I wasn't a bad, horrible person, like, why would I have chosen this? Why would my brain have chosen this for me? Why does it make sense that I was here? And what am I getting from being over here? Then we can sort of understand with compassion that we're not just these terrible people for like, like you said, you know, wearing the nail polish that's nude or whatever it could be. Um, but that there was something that we wanted over here that we can actually give ourselves in the transitioning to the other place and, and creating that relationship of compassion and understanding is so much more sustainable than forcing ourselves like out from one, like from the the Arctic temperature into the hot, like no matter how much you force yourself, that's never going to overcome your biology. And so knowing, oh, I like this, it's the cold weather over here. Okay. So maybe what I need in between are some like layers. And when we understand that that's what you needed, you can sort of plan for the in-between journey where you're in between the two spaces. And uh, yeah, totally. It's not like, and it's like, it's like you were saying as well, the work is not done, quote unquote. Like I, I, there's still so many places where I have my inner voice saying like, Hey, we want to do this. And I'm like still working through the fear of of the thing. Um, and it's not about rushing from one place to the other. Like, I know that I will get to that, to that point when it's safe. And when I have that consent within myself right now, I can just have it on my radar and work through the fear that comes up and support myself through the fear, knowing that all of this supporting the fear is what's going to get me there. Um, and I actually think like, I mean, not I think, but we met in, um, the, how Megan and I met was in a mastermind and, all of this stuff was coming up for me. And I totally just dropped out of the mastermind because I just had to do my work on healing all of the trauma that was coming up and all of the fear that was coming up. And um, yeah, it's like, it's it can be messy and that's totally fine also. Yeah. And it also doesn't have to be a bit, like, I mean, we've focused on clothes today because I just feel like that's like an easy thing that lots of people can relate to and gives us lots of things that we can, examples that we can talk about. But also it's, nothing's fixed, right? Like the Alana of today that I'm looking at with these amazing bright colors on, you know, like tomorrow, and I don't mean like tomorrow, like in the future, you could be totally different again wearing nude nail polish it's actually it's got nothing to do with the you know the aesthetics that we're talking about it's it's all to do with what feels like yes this is who I am yes I'm telling the truth mm-hmm. right like I mean I think that's a really big thing like you're telling yourself the truth like mm-hmm. telling yourself what you really want um and that's huge when it comes to money right? Because so many of us do things around money where like we're being dishonest with ourselves. It's like we actually desire something that either we don't let ourselves have it or um, because we're ashamed or what might other people think or, um, and it can work in any, any way. This has got nothing to do with income levels or anything, but Money is especially one of those areas that um, I think can have people feeling very unsafe, 
right? And this mm-hmm. is this is the the step before that. Like when you create safety with who you are and your and being honest with yourself, the kind of person that you want to be, how you want to show up in the world, you open the door to also really connecting with, well, now that I know, now that I'm starting to learn about how I want to show up for myself, well, how do I want to show up with others? How do I want to show up in my relationship with money? How do I want to show up in my journey of what I'm doing, like in my business or in my career or in my community? And even though it may seem like we're really off topic, this is so related to creating your money and life goals. Like you wouldn't believe, like, this is like, this is actually the work. Totally. Really knowing what you want Um, because it requires safety with yourself, confidence in yourself to openly be able to say like, this is what I want. You know, I want to grow a business that makes half a million a year, or I want to grow a business that is completely nonprofit and supports this group of people in the world, or I like really actually speaking out what you want. I mean, how many times, I mean, this happens to us a lot, I guess, because we're coaches, but even you as a listener, I bet you've experienced this yourself where you kind of start talking to people and they talk about what they want, but then you find out but actually what I really want, but, you know, like, and they, they sort of let it out, like what they really want, but it, it's as if that's not accessible or it's as if that's not allowed. It's like, we don't even let ourselves go for what we really want. Right. No. It's like, um, you know, I mean, recently, I, like I've talked about on the podcast, like my partner's finishing up work in this particular area where we live at the end of the year. And at first we just thought, oh, yeah, well, of course, we'll just move back to our house in Victoria. I mean, that's just like makes sense, right? Like we've got a house there, our family are there. But then when we really started to delve into, but what do we want? Like we sat around the table as a family. I talked to my girls, I talked to my partner and we were all saying, well, wouldn't it just be amazing to live by the beach? Like we all want to live by the beach. And, you know, this we found a work opportunity in a, in a town that's a beach town. And and now we're all like, let's do it. You know, the kids are on board. We're on board because it's like, this is actually what we really want. We really want to live by the beach. So let's do that. Right. You know, I mean, we might go up there and it could all fall to shit. Who knows? I, I have no idea, but we won't know unless we actually do it. And that is tapping into your big vagina energy, right? Like your authentic self, like really letting yourself have it, like knowing what you want and trusting that you're worthy of having it. But, you know, that's the first step. You've got to actually know what you want because you can't Mm. get what you want if you don't know. But I kind of think that on many levels, we do know what we want but sometimes we're so shut off to it because we're so used to conforming and doing, you know, like we're not even, we don't even have that kind of awareness around what we really want. So it's like we first got to sort of start experimenting. And if you don't know, like just try stuff, like just try shit out. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, uh, there's no uh, right or wrong either. I think we can get kind of stuck in this, oh, well, I couldn't possibly wear bright, yellow nail polish. I don't know if I'm a yellow nail polish kind of person, but it's like, well, why don't you just try? And if you Mm. like it, awesome. Keep wearing it. If you don't like it, it's just like, oh, 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 I guess I was wrong about that. I don't, I'm not into it. (laughs) No big deal. Yeah. I love that. Right. It's like, nothing is, nothing is a really, it's like in the moment, everything feels like a big deal, of course. And that's a human thing for everyone forever. But also, we can look back five years in the future and be like, oh, that really wasn't a big deal, which just kind of shows that, in fact, it's not actually a big deal, though in the moment it does feel like that. And how, so how do we make space for, okay, it's not a big deal. And right now I'm super scared about like wearing the bright yellow nail polish and being judged by my whatever conservative in-laws or whatever the situation is. Um, yeah. So like being able to hold that space of this is what I want and it's uncomfortable 
<laughs> to want this. And yeah, for the places where you don't know, that is not a problem with you or a problem or like, or indicative of, I just don't have something that I want and wanting things like wanting big life goals, whatever is just not for me or whatever. It's just a, a, a symptom of like, that's not accessible to me right now because maybe it doesn't feel safe in this area. And so the goal isn't to, well, let me just force myself to know and to like hustle my way there. It could just be like, okay, well, the areas, where do I feel safe? Right. So, or safer, right? Like, so for me, like I was saying, the clothing and the like self-expression with makeup, that felt like a safer place than uh, my business. And I didn't really have any sort of intuitive hits of what do I want to do in my business? I was like, I don't know. I just like coach, I guess, one-on-one or I don't know. We'll see. Um, but as, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't make it like, Oh God, I have to figure all of that out right away. It's like, okay, that's not accessible right now. That's fine. So where, where does it feel safe to explore? Okay. Then it felt with the makeup and the self-expression with the clothes. And so I started doing the work there. And then because I was opening up in that area, it's like, you can't just open up one area and that's the only place that opens up. It opens up all the other areas. And so now all of those areas are starting to open up as well. There's also lots of other areas that don't feel unlocked yet. And it's like, it just doesn't feel safe. And that's going to happen with all of the, the more work we do around creating safety in the areas where we do have stuff. So yeah, I love the idea of making it even really simple and really fun. Like with food, right? Like I'm, I know that I'm the kind of person that just like always picks the same thing. And sometimes I want to do that, but I think I just kind of always do that automatically. And it can be really fun to be like, okay, but what do I really want from this menu? Like that, that's a pretty safe place for me, like for a lot of people maybe to, to practice or like, do I want to turn left or right on this walk? (laughs) It's like, can it just be this fun, inconsequential thing where you're not forcing yourself and making it this whole traumatizing experience? And then like when those areas feel and you start getting confidence and start creating trust within yourself of like, oh, I do know things. I do know what I like. Then it can be like, well, let's try the like intermediate level where I ask myself, like, what do I want to wear? Or like, what do I like? Let me be the one to plan my outing with my friends or whatever. I mean, you get to decide what your own <laughs> difficulty levels, these are just random examples, but um, yeah, you can just trust yourself and make it, yeah, make it easy and make it fun. It's almost like you're, when you meet someone new, like a new partner and you're getting to know them and this is like a getting to know yourself, like what mm. do I actually want? What do I like? So I think probably this is a good note to end on Alana, like just really, I want to encourage my listeners, if this has sparked some little light bulbs for you today, like just um, maybe listen to the episode again, like re-listen, but also just start asking yourself some of the questions that Alana and I have both posed on the podcast today. Like, what do you like? What feels good? You know, what, what can you uh, tap into, you know, like into your being, like really feeling into, do I like this? And I think when you ask yourself that question, you can get a sense when you listen for the answer. Cause we, I think we naturally kind of gravitate towards and away from things even you just watch your body language around people who you don't like or who you do like you know you you kind of move more towards them or more away from them and it's you can start doing that with just your own being and what you want because this is how we live just a fuck yes life like a life on fire and I mean we've only got one life so like well, that we're going to be consciously aware of. Like, I don't even know about reincarnation. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but the one that we're going to remember from now, like let's make the most of it. So Alana, um, before we wrap up, um, is there anything else you want to say? And also let every, let's tell everyone where they can find you. Cause I'm sure everyone's going to be like, wow, who's Alana? Let's, let's go check her out. Yeah. So first of all, thank you so much. This was, I mean, as I knew it would be so much fun. Um, 
I absolutely love being on your podcast and I love being your friend and colleague also. So thank you for being in my life. Um, and then what else could I say? Yeah. The one thing that I would just add is, um, I think like creating the safety, right. is like so fundamental. So creating, like knowing what the desire is and having that, but also having the safety. So maybe it can just be about, oh, I actually want this, but I won't do that right now. Like maybe that's an amazing step to be, right? Like we don't have to force our way through and like know everything and all of the things. It can just be like about first just acknowledging what the truth is and then like trusting that when it's time you will move towards that, right? So, uh, and then you can find me on Instagram. I'm at alana.shram. So that's A-L-A-N like newt <laughs> there's probably better noodle a-l-a-n-a dot s-c like charlie h-r-a-double-m like mango on instagram so i'd love for you to come find me there and i do yeah all of the instagram things i love being on my stories i love posting my inner voice inspired looks where i post what my intuition was like today we're gonna wear this makeup or these clothes um, just as like a fun thing to, I don't know, like listen to my intuition and let that be a safe place. Let my social media be a safe place for me to play in as well. So hope you'll come find me there. Oh my gosh. So good. And I will put links to how you can connect with Alana in the show notes page of this episode. So Just a reminder, if you want to venture into my world a little deeper, there were a few ways that you can do that that I mentioned at the start of the show. Come and hang out with me on Instagram. My handle's Megan J. Smith. I also have a three-day video training that you can access on my website, and this is really helpful for you to create a pathway to create your money and life goals, okay? So, And it's unique to you. It's not like a system you have to follow, like doing it somebody else's way. You can make it work for you with who you are, where you're at. Uh, Okay. And if you want to go even further and work with me one-on-one as your coach in my high touch uh, coaching program, you can also do that by booking a consult with me on my website and all the details are in the show notes. You'll be able to see them if you're listening on iTunes, when you scroll down and it's also all on my website. So until I get in your ears again next week, have an amazing week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Money Mindful podcast. For more info, visit moneymindful.com.au. For future episodes, be sure to subscribe. And remember, the information in this podcast is of a general nature only and does not take into account your personal circumstances or goals. Please seek professional advice for your own financial needs. Remember to have fun along the way.